First off, I want to dedicate this podcast to my heina. To my heina. <laughs> if you're listening, I miss you. I'm sorry for all the shit I done. <laughs> can get through this. <laughs> I know you. I know you locked up right now. <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> I wrote a little song. <laughs> hey, welcome to Sin News, the Inside Gaming Podcast, Episode 2. We're so glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed the inaugural episode. We're back. We didn't get canceled. I'm your host, Brian Gar. The, the rest of the boys are going to introduce themselves. Hi. It's Amir, your boy, resident thick boy, pear-shaped and proud of it. I said that last time, and I'm sticking with it. And uh, the Honorable Reverend Patrick Brown back again. Uh, and taking the place of Connor, uh, Zach Niblick. I don't, I don't have like a, a body type kind of thing that I could throw as a title. Well, you know what, Zach? Reverend's yeah, a position in the church. Right, but it can type. also be a body type. I can be a body type. Damn sure be a body type. Body type <laughs> preference, yeah. 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 <laughs> body type undefined. Zach. I like my women to be reverends. Amir, you gotta stop touching the mic. It's really oh, sorry. Hard. Amir's <laughs> just like filleting. Getting all clammy thinking about <laughs> reverends. Reverends, yeah. Thick pair. What's up, Brian? Reverends. How you doing? <laughs> Guys, I'm doing good. Let's talk about the video game news. Uh, so first up, Final Fantasy VII demo came out this week. I yeah. thought it was awesome. I loved it. Uh, I know there's been a lot of worry about this game because it's taken so long. People thought it might be vaporware. The demo really kind of uh, that kind of calmed my nerves about this. Yeah. What did you guys think? I thought it was great. I played it last night. I, well, I downloaded it the day it came out, but didn't get around to it. But played it last night, and yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty good. I, I, I did it. not play it, but wait. So how did you feel about the combat? Because that's the thing that everyone was kind of there was like a few people that were really mad about it. I mean, so like me, I'm not a huge. I'm not big on turn based, right? You know, I'm like yeah. I, I like I like shit to happen in real time. I played it. I mean, I thought it was fine. Uh, I think Cloud's Buster Sword is that what it's called? Yeah, Buster. Yeah, his, his Buster Sword. Yeah. Uh, I think it moved a little slow. But well, that's a big sword. It's as big yeah, as he yeah. is. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, sense. but the, what's cool is they give this option. I think you hit X and it opens like a command menu and like slows down time. And you can actually like choose a move to do and select an enemy to do it on. And mm. like that feels a lot more fluid than doing it in real time. It's it's really weird. Oh. So but it's like a hybrid like, time yeah. slowdown thing. looks looks really cool. It's like yeah. it, 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 I mean, I didn't play a ton of Final Fantasy 15, but it looks like it's kind of like a hybrid between 15 and like Kingdom Hearts style of like kinda. having the the active menu be yeah. something that you kind of like scramble to scroll through while you're also acting in real time. Yeah, you so can you like, can like push. Uh, I think it's like square button to attack if you're cloud, but you also have a little meter that fills, and that lets you do extra stuff like spells, use items. Stuff like that. I, I think it's a nice. I I I'm old school JRPG, so I don't mind turn based. I don't mind random encounters. But I think to release a game in 2020, you've got to have it more real time. And Nomura said that in an interview. Basically, it's it's a modern game. If we were going to release it today, we would have to have it more real time combat. So I I think it works. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I feel like gamers these days are a lot more uh, impatient, myself included. And I mean, you know, I could I could play a Pokemon game. I know it's, it's technically turn based, but for something like Final Fantasy, where you got swords and cool, sexy looking anime men, you know, I want I want stuff to happen real time. Is that girl in the white tank top? I mean, ooh ooh ooh, Zowie Mama. Yeah, I can't, I can't do the turn based thing anymore. Yeah, personally, no. I don't know. I I when I was a kid, it was fine. Now I'm I'm kind of like. Yeah, it just bores me. That yeah. that combat in Sword and Shield is real dated. I mean, they haven't updated yeah. it really at all, and it's it does feel antiquated. One thing I like about this battle system is it gives you a better sense of distance from your enemy. So like Barrett with the gun armed, he's obviously like a ranged attacker, and so there's some situations, especially in like the final boss of the demo, that Scorpion, you ha he. At some point, like Cloud can't reach him, and only Baird can attack. Barrett can attack him, so you have to kind of be a little strategic, switch out your guys. And yet, the the way time slows, that you can kind of direct your more special or your limit attacks. I like it. I, I don't know. It's it, it's been really good so far, and it's 
I think it's Square Enix at their best. Like when they really decide to make something good, they can still do it. So that's that's cool because I remember with the proximity things, I remember playing uh, through a fair amount of Final Fantasy XII way back when. And I remember that they had those little like arcs of of light or whatever that were kind of connecting your character to. Yeah, when you're being targeted or targeting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I remember like kind of uh, having to play a little bit of a guessing game where it wasn't always super clear like, am I close enough to strike or like if I initiate the attack attack will will they like run up for me so that's cool to hear that like they they kind of like leaned into that i will say too like one thing i liked about it was the pacing like even though it's happening in real time uh, i think it was like i forgot it was like the robot dude i i never played the original final final fantasy 7 so i don't know any of the lore uh but it's like the robot dude it's like steamer or whatever the shit his name is what i, oh, I don't goddard? know goddard no yeah goddard <laughs> the the big <laughs> the dog from jimmy neutron comes out <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, a uh, Tesla. Come on, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so like, it's like after you switch to Barrett and like, it kind of threw me off. Cause I was like, okay, hold on. I was using a sword. Now I'm using this dude with a gun for an arm. This is pretty cool. But like, what I like is uh, you kind of like, so after you use a spell, cause on this guy, you have to like use a spell on him. You can't go forward. You're and talking about him. the Scorpion Sentinel. The last, the last boss of the demo. Is that his name? I think, yeah. Yeah. I think Maybe. he's the last boss of the demo. Yeah. I think I I don't know, but I, I liked it how you had to like use a spell and then you had to like kind of dodge to charge up for a while and they use another spell to like stagger him. I thought that was kind of cool to keep the pacing like so like battles aren't done super quick. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that, that was boss a, was kind of hard cool. too. Like I I had to he was. try a couple times on him. Yeah, yeah, it was he was tough. There was also some humor in there too. Like uh, Cloud says something like, "Man, this guy's really powerful," and Barrett's like. Don't compliment the giant scorpion. Like, not, not bad for video game humor. Not bad. All right. Yeah. Was there was there voice acting in the original Final Fantasy VII? No, there wasn't. Right. No. Okay. Because they gave Barrett like the most like gruff like fucking lethal weapon voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm excited no. to play it. I I like it was like you where I downloaded it the day it came out and then. Uh, just have played literally everything but that. Yeah. I, not for any good reason at all. Just being like, yeah, uh, I got 30 minutes to play. I might as well just hop back into Dreams and play this like shit puzzle game made Peter by Peter Griffin child. goes yeah. to Bikini <laughs> Peter Griffin goes to Bikini Bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? Well, the, the demo's my, my personal... only like an hour, so it's, it's not That's that That's what people are saying. It's short, yeah. so it's good to know it won't cut into my Dreams time because if I don't get my daily dose of um, Escape from Spongebob. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a very good one. Spongebob just terrifyingly chases you down the streets of Bikini Bottom. <laughs> are you really into dreams or are you just are you just be, I, No, I really do like dreams. Hilarious. No, no, no. I dreams genuinely awesome. really love dreams. Dreams is great. It is unironically great. I just Patrick don't have the creativity. Yeah, it's just not. I don't know. Well, you can, you can play, play with other people's creativity. Brian. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I spent so but little But then that time just makes me feel bad things. about myself. That's true. Yeah, every time I find like a cool Mario Maker level. I'm like, I'm such a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I such a waste. Suck. I, I play dreams to, to keep me level, to like bring me back down to earth. Yeah. Knock me down a peg or two and I'm feeling too confident. <laughs> right. Wait, so Brian, as, as a, our resident JRPG super fan, our so true you, gamer, I imagine played the original final fantasy seven yeah, on more college. than one occasion. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, the, the new model that they have with this, where like it's just the Midgard section, right? The yeah. first part. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like longer than Final Fantasy 15. It's a full game. Right. So, based on the original game and how that was like broken up or spaced out, how many, like, how many episodes is this going to be? How many, how oh many discs God. are going to be sucking? Because Midgard in the original was only a few hours. And then the, the cool part of the game was. Once you got out of Midgard, you kind of stepped into the open world and you're like, holy shit, there's this much larger, you know, overworld out there. And that it was like a really cool reveal of the game. And and uh, it came in, I think it was three CDs, four CDs. I think it was three. It was, yeah. Yeah, I remember the case more than that because I, I only played it like a tiny bit at friends' houses. And the I, thing I remember the most was just that giant ass case. Yeah. I think it's going to be at least four. Five. I I worry it's going to become like Game of Thrones, where it just gets yeah. longer and longer, and then people are going to start. You know, uh, it's just the the gap between them are going is going to get longer and longer. So I don't know. I my guess is five or six. So like all yeah. all joking aside, it's like actually. 
probably not too much of a stretch to say we will still we will be playing this game like these games into the 2030s. Like Maybe. <laughs> if there's that much content and like it's taken them this long to make get this first one going and then you know there's we don't even have this first one yet so God knows when the second uh, installment unless will go. they've right. built some sort of like yeah I don't know if if all they've been working on is this one for the last five years and they haven't built like. You know, I don't know, some sort of special engine or something to make it easier yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they do have, like, assets now that obviously they can reuse the characters and things like that. But, mm-hmm. man, it's it's a lot. Like, to stretch, yeah. to stretch Midgard into a whole game, it's cool. I like it. I am under no illusions that I will live to finish this game. <laughs> you definitely won't. <laughs> Brian Midgar will not live to finish this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you live. <laughs> I mean, how long was the original? Like, what was the playtime of the original? Oh, God. I mean, back Looking then, long. they were like 50 hours. Let me look it up. Jeez. And that's a lot for a game that old. 50 hours? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's what Brian said. People sort of demanded it back then, oh, though. My God. these games be, like, really long and really long. Right. No, 38. But how long to beat says oh. 38 hours? Oh. That's not that's... realistic, though. Like, I remember people saying that you could beat Final Fantasy X and like, like 30 hours. I'm like, horse shit. I got, I got to like the plateau in yeah. 30 hours. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just feel like JRPGs are just like, they're long. Everybody knows they're yeah. long. And like, I can't even imagine like a modern day. Cause I think it was like the newest dragon quest. I heard it takes like a hundred hours to beat. Or that's something. another, no, that's, that's a Brian that's, joint. Yeah, 11. No, it didn't take that long, but it was definitely, I think it took me over 50, but I was also uh, like really enjoying myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't get into a JRPG because it's gonna be a quick jaunt. I mean, like yeah. I, I like. Have y'all played um either of the Nino Kuni games? No. No. Yeah, like, I played uh, the second one. Those are those are some of the most like Western accessible JRPGs like that have come out in modern times, and even still, it is a fucking slog. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna finish this game. I give up on it. Yeah, and there yeah, was the, a city building element to the second Nino Kuni yeah, that like yeah. required like a shitload of grinding. I don't think it was worth it. Amir, you are right about Dragon Quest Seven though. That did take like over a hundred hours legit to play through and beat. Oh my god, Jeez. good lord! You had to That's go to all these different worlds and like put these like you had to retrieve these fragments and they would take you to different I- islands when you got that. It was it was massive. But was it fun? Because I feel like some games, you know, you just want it to f- end. You're like, yeah. Because I've played games where they're just like way too long. I'm like this could have ended ten hours ago. Yeah. I I liked it, but yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it was like mm. eating at a buffet. Like it was like I feel like a competitive eating contest. Are we talking right. like a golden crow? Are we talking like a old country no, buffet? No, CC's Pizza, baby. Just like oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh man. Soup plantation. <laughs> My buddy growing up uh, had a collection of. Um, of uh, trays that he would steal from different like cafeterias and restaurants and stuff. And then st- stash them in his, his room. It's like in fifth grade. Uh, his, that was his the, collection. The, the, the g- most giant part of his collection by far was CC's hundreds of red <laughs> CC's trays <laughs> slathered in grease. Mm. That's awesome. God, I think I've been to a CC's once and I was like, this pizza has so much goddamn sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it tastes like I'm eating like a fucking lunchable. There's one by <laughs> Rooster Teeth that's like not that far away. And every now and then when I'm tired of like eating at like, you know, the trendy like vegan places uh, nearby, I'm like, I want to go to CeCe's. I regret it every single time. <laughs> yeah. I want to pay $5 for half my body weight in macaroni <laughs> yeah. and cheese pizza. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, um, a, boys. It's so a, it's a restaurant look, for sadomasochists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got to move on. Uh, are you going to buy Final Fantasy VII? Let's go around the table. Me, yes, absolutely. I'm interested to see if this will break through into the mainstream because the first one kind of helped. It didn't usher in, but it was part of this golden era of JRPGs. I I would love to see that happen again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 for it. I love uh, I loved Final Fantasy XV. I was all about it. I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts head. Uh, I'm all about that weeb shit. Um, Kingdom Heart on. Yeah, I got a, a Kingdom Heart on. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll get it. I mean, the demo is fun. I'm totally into that art style. And I really want to see Cloud dress up as a woman because let me tell you, that, you know, I I was uh, I was confused. Loved seeing Link dressed as a woman. Exactly. Damn straight. Yeah. So. Uh, I probably won't buy it just because I 
generally out of spite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Historically don't really like JRPGs. For me it's mm-hmm. it's the it's not even as much the turn-based combat as it is just the lengthy animations and cutscenes after like everything you do. Yeah. Right, that yeah. It kind of just like I I don't know. You I get tired of the. So I gotta wait twenty years yeah. for it to be available on emulation, so you can then just put on turbo mode and skip through <laughs> skip all that shit. It all. Yeah, but yeah. then it's like I don't I don't really want to entirely skip it like I would with like you know Destiny, where I just truly don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. get to the gameplay. It's like yeah. I'm not gonna play an RPG and then not pay any attention to the story. This but one's kind of showing like, signs you know. of that. Like there'll be a five minute yeah. cutscene, and then you walk across the hall, and there's another cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like stuff like uh, this isn't I wouldn't call it a JRPG, but Breath of the Wild is like the cooking animations, you know, where it's just like, <laughs> good God, why can't I skip this? This is oh, every I time I, and you're sitting there with like 800 ingredients, just right. trying to burn through them all. And every single time you have to see the Watch animation dance around. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think they do that for the sake of like uh, anticipation to see if you made some shit or yeah. not. Which is like, I don't have, I right. just want my item. That yeah. I, like I know what I'm getting half the <laughs> just time. Just give me my goddamn just give skewers. Me the soup or whatever the <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. My dubious food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I will, I will most likely get it. Yeah. You're going to get it. We'll yeah. see. But probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So moving on, that's good. So what? Three out of four of us are going to get it. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I'm the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known. The Reverend, Reverend Patrick Brown stays on brand. Patrick, you definitely look like a dude who's not into JRPGs at all. Honestly, Spits I I have him. tried. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not I'm not joking. I've tried several times to like to play them, and uh, each time I'm like, yeah, this is just not going to happen for me. Yeah. I think I might I might try Persona Five when it comes out again. I might give that one a shot because I've, I've, I've heard that's the, I've heard that's the JRPG for people who don't like JRPGs. Oh, I For don't some know, reason. man. That's very Ooh. Japanese. I don't think I've no, ever I know. even seen gameplay for a per- Persona game. I don't know. I've just I've heard from other people who like don't like turn-based stuff that that's like a good one. But hmm. all right, but yeah, moving also, on. Yeah. Developers do not trust Stadia. So Google Stadia, it's no surprise, does not have that many games. Apparently, there's a good reason for this. Business Insider talked to a lot of developers, especially like indie developers. And they were like, yeah, they're just not giving us any kind of financial incentive to come over, which is important because Stadia doesn't have a a big user base. So it's got to, they've got to kind of make it up to the developers to bring their games over. But apparently Google's being very cheap about it. Also, nobody thinks Google is going to stick with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're probably not. Yeah. Although didn't they just get the head of, uh, Sony Santa Monica to come over to him. Oh, did they? Like today, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I mean, see, I just feel like Corey Stadia Bryant? has so much stigma around it that nothing they can do will save them unless they drop like some crazy exclusive, like something people have been wanting for years. Yeah. Or make it a free service. That, yeah, or that. Yes, you're right, know. Patrick. Uh, Sony Santa Monica head Shannon Studstill, great name, oh, will lead yeah. a new Stadia team. Uh, it's yep. gonna, yeah, in Playa Vista. Uh, yeah, he was in Sony Santa Monica. Right here, baby. Cred- oh, yeah, she was neighbors. credited as the executive producer of the God of War reboot, so th- that's legit. No, yeah, yeah. She's, she's got a pretty storied history with them. And I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. Get a Shannon Jade Raven combo going, they're unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like a double team action, <laughs> something like that. Well, we're just talking about yes. two strong women leading some oh, development. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's good too. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, we'll see if that pulls Stadia out of the out of their grave, their shallow grave. The, how much? The, how much do you yet? think they had to pay her to pull her away from a very stable? Highly regarded games company <laughs> yeah. to go to five million, very, couple million, three to five million. I don't think they paid oh her. I think God. they just straight up have a gun to her head and like, please. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey, this ship is very obviously sinking. Yeah, uh, but here's you <laughs> Santa know. Monica has a panic room where here's a hundred million dollars. <laughs> the problem but is let, Google has the good thing is Google has deep pockets. But the bad thing yeah. is yeah. they have deep pockets. So any point exactly. they could just decide to walk away and like. It's it's not like they're going to be broke over this. Like Nintendo, if the Switch didn't work, they would go out of business. Like that would be the end of Nintendo. They had to make that work. But yeah. that's not the way it is with yeah. Google. They end. got a million of these things. Oh. Yep. 
It's like Amazon. They can just do whatever the fuck they want. Because <laughs> there is like almost nothing that could kill right. them. Right. We have right. no antitrust point. regulation in this country. We've let them grow to these Jabba the Hut sized behemoths and they yep. can do whatever. Hey, do you mind yeah. keeping your politics out of my games? Sorry. <laughs> just but let me, I, I just, I do want to just kind of like, I, I want to preface uh, the Stadia conversation with, uh, I mean, I can speak for, you know, myself, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I don't want Stadia to fail, okay? I don't want anything to fail, but Stadia, it's jank. It, I mean, it, you all right? You, I saw you fall back in your chair a little bit. Okay. <laughs> See, damn it, Zach, I forgot my point. Stadia, you don't want it to fail? I don't want Stadia to fail, but it's it's probably going to fail. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much already has. Yeah. No, I don't think, I mean, like, look, for... For as much as we uh, kind of dunk on things here, um, like no, I don't think any of us want these things to fail. Like the the more things that are you know like successful in the in the game space that that provide competition for other spaces, you know that makes just the end product better for all of us. So like I don't think any like I know I know personally speaking when Stadia was announced, I was like holy shit if this works. This is what will change things, but like they also said right out the gate that it was like zero latency. I'm like, yeah, that's not <laughs> that true. determined. Yeah. This was a lie. <laughs> the other thing though is like I would rather have. I think it's a cool service to be able to play anywhere you want. Um, I'd it'd be way more excited for either the Nvidia one, which I know now is like kind of a mess, but yeah, or game the Gamepad X X Cloud. Oh yeah, because those are already established things that are functioning in my life like right, I already have right. an Xbox I already have an Nvidia graphics card yeah. it's like I don't want to have to get another thing to have this service that is also offered by people whose you know products I'm already a, a proud member of the family you're already yeah, in you know? that ecosystem yeah you're exactly in that bar, yeah, I don't, yeah I don't need another ecosystem to buy games I in. think cloud yeah. gaming is here to stay uh, unfortunately I don't I don't <laughs> think Stadia is though I do agree that more more people in the space is good, more competition, because back in the day when it was just Nintendo, like when I was a kid, it was Nintendo. Sega had a little bit. Atari was already pretty much dead. It is not good. Like Nintendo was dicks back then. Like about they yeah. just totally closed down the platform. Uh, they made people just pay all kinds of fees to get their game on. Like it was they they did a lot of anti-competitive shit. I don't think it's any coincidence that once like Sony and Microsoft came in, I think things got better. And so I think that would be better for Google to be in, but I just, I don't see it happening with Stadia. Yeah. Personally, I want Nintendo yeah. to bring back their seal of approval. Hell yeah. I want them to tell me what's yeah. good. The gold <laughs> seal, baby. <laughs> A little gold, the gold yeah. seal. I, I 100% agree with that. Um, gold seal. You have to, if yeah. you take that a few days before you have to pee for a drug test, you can beat it. <laughs> call that a kiss by a rose yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah no, I think I think Stadia is just coming in way too late and you know I'm, I'm one of those guys like I'm, I'm old school I like tangibility I buy all my games physical I like raw. putting yeah raw I like putting my discs in my console and or raw. my cartridges or my cartridges and letting them play I don't like playing over a goddamn fucking cloud yeah Sorry, and no offense, to people who do no, like I cloud can't. gaming. I'm I'm just not a fan. The appeal to me is more like I can take a controller with me on vacation. Right. So like I, I never actually bring my Switch on vacation. I yeah. always like think I'm going to, and then I never. You do. like you like having the option, and I never even I never miss it. Really. Right. But like that, the appeal there is yeah, you like have a controller that you can take with you. Yeah. And just. You know, assuming they have see, like, internet, you can you're able to play a game. I brought my Switch your... to the beach yeah. over the summer. It was awesome. That because then I could just stay in the hotel and play the whole time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but like, like to your to your point there, like, okay, if you the whole idea of having a controller and it's like, look, if I, you know, going somewhere and I want to have games that are readily available to play that I, you know, actually enjoy playing. I mean, hell, you could just get a controller and any Bluetooth controller and like just get like a whatever Android phone. Uh, and just like load that thing up with ROMs, not to, not to say that we're endorsing backups, illegal activity. Backups, Zach, of ROMs of games that you own. Yes, backups. ROMs of games <laughs> that you purchased. Yeah. and own. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like the like the the Android like emulation marketplace these days is is like really vast and like there's some really impressive stuff running on there. And it's like I think I would be way more likely to you know download 
Uh, you know, a few gigs worth of like games from from like the Dreamcast era, and go yeah. play those on a on like an a older Android phone that's got like a good good you know performance with like a Bluetooth controller than just like hauling my Stadia to the beach and trying to get signal in Waikiki right. and being like, "It's not happening. The storm is is interfering with my my Stadia input." Waikiki, how much are we paying you, dude? Jesus, <laughs> I I don't know why I said Waikiki. I think it's because I went there this last summer. You said playing Switch at the beach, and it made me think of... Uh, it also uh, feels like Stadia could kind of be like, if it worked, kind of a um, a low-cost alternative to PC gaming, like a little bit if you don't need to buy all that hardware, but it doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be like a kid's service. Yeah. Like yeah, your parents, like leapfrog of video games. Yeah, exactly. Here, play Dora the Explorer, you little shit. Here, <laughs> take this. Because it's, it's cheap, it's... I, I mean, in theory, it's like a few bucks a month. All the club ping yeah. when you get a bunch of games. Like. Mom, can we yeah. get game console? No, you already have game console at home. <laughs> Stadia in the fridge. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's go on to our next topic. Destiny 2, Patrick was mentioning them before. They are getting rid of Bright Ingrams, a.k.a. basically their cosmetic loot boxes. Um, they've announced this a, 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 a little while ago, but most of us just found out about it recently. What do you guys think? It, it it feels like on the surface, like, oh, good for Bungie, but also they've made money off these for like three years. So they're not being that altruistic. Also, it's cosmetic. Yeah. So it's kind of like people don't really care about cosmetic loot boxes. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I don't it's know, nice man. Overwatch and Fortnite, don't they love that shit? <laughs> I don't know if people hate them for it, though. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, they love cosmetic, like, and I've, I've bought dumb cosmetic stuff in destiny i've bought skins for my sparrow <laughs> making your character look well, that, like your story's really fire. falling apart here Patrick. <laughs> no, i know i know <laughs> i'm saying though it's like it's cosmetic so it's not as big a deal i think as like the nba the fifa stuff where you're literally paying to yeah. win yeah and your odds are horrible but also with the bright engrams i don't know why you would buy those anyway because most of the stuff you can just buy in the store i guess maybe it's cheaper there's like things you can only get that way but I don't know. It's it's just like I don't really care about the cosmetic stuff. I think that's actually a a decent way to do microtransactions if you if you are going to do it anyway, which yeah. sucks. But if you're gonna do it, at least if it's cosmetic only, it's not as harmful. If it doesn't affect the outcome of whatever it is you're playing. Yeah. I agree. It still sucks that they're in there, period. Yeah. But I don't know. But I mean I think it like if it's like for the option of like making your character look stupid. Like yeah, that's great. Great. yeah, yeah. Like uh, a good example would be like uh, Mortal Kombat that goes Mortal Kombat X. They do it a little bit in eleven, but uh, Mortal Kombat ten. It was like you can buy you know characters. Obviously, that sucks. I, yeah, I yeah. think that is so stupid because you know why can't you just unlock them? Yeah, but like they do like allow you to buy like if you want to make uh, Liu Kang look like a soccer player, pay two bucks. You know, like that. That's fine. Yeah. Actually, no, I take that back because. Back in the day, you, you could just unlock that shit in the crypt. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. I hate well, it. I, I mean, like, do you, br- you bring up the idea of, like, how, how you know, they made money off of it for three years and how that's not exactly altruistic. But I don't, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't think I was ever looking towards Bungie for altruism. Like, they just, they are finally out from under the thumb of, of uh, Activision. So it's like, cool, you know, like, now that you kind of have regained the control of the reins of your business model, like, do whatever you want. And, like, I'm not going to, I personally don't feel like a sense of, you know, shaming Bungie that for bag. securing that bag for the last three years in whatever way they could in the Activision world. Get um, that purse. How long ago did they leave, though? Uh, They've been out was, for like at least a year now. It's they? been about a, about a year. Well, they announced it when we were we had just, we just started here. When yeah, they announced it. So it's really not been all all that long. I mean, for a, for a like business deal of that size to finalize. So I don't know. Good 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 for them. I mean, like better late than never. Yeah. Do you think there's an overall trend? to reduce the use of loot boxes or to tweak them a little bit. We're seeing some things like making them like less random or more transparent. Is there, is there a larger trend in the industry to kind of move away from the old school model of loot boxes? I mean, I think mean, the battle only passes. where it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think most of these companies, like if they get enough shit for it, I mean, cause I feel like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I feel like it's, starting to become less just absolutely like dirty than it used to be. Hmm. Like, I feel like they're, they're at least having like a modicum of sensibility to be like, all right, maybe we shouldn't do, we shouldn't 
We can monetize the, these children, but let's not do it that hard. I mean, there's still some pretty bad eggs game. out there, but if, I think that to your point, some of the more notable movers and shakers have calmed the fuck down finally. Yeah. And and like I said, like it's it seems like a lot of those are, are moving towards like battle pass systems and right. things that are way less invasive and way less, um, frankly, like uh, you know, taking advantage of children and taking advantage of people that don't necessarily understand the game systems and stuff. Yeah. No, totally. I don't know. It, it feels kind of PR-ish, too. Like, I, I, like yeah. they're still yeah. keeping it on the big moneymakers. We still see them in NBA 2K. We still see them in FIFA. So it, if those ever change, maybe I'll believe it. Yeah. yeah. How much did Fortnite make last year? Right. But again, Fortnite like does not do billion loot boxes. Something. Like Fortnite is Fortnite is arguably one of the more straight up storefronts where it's like, hey, do you want this skin? It costs this many V bucks. Like if anything, Fortnite stupid ass. My, stupid ass. But my point is though, like selling the microtransaction thing at games. Like you look at the numbers that they still do, and like no, it's not going to go away unless it's. You know, no, no, for sure, passes. for sure. But it's it's it like Fortnite. I get what I you're think saying. It has yeah. done a very good job historically of just keeping things entirely cosmetic, and they've done a really cool thing where like such a huge focus of that game is what your character looks like, right? And there's plenty of ways to earn characters through through like the battle pass and stuff like that, and and you you, you like will need to pay something essentially to get skins it, in most cases, but the fact that there's it's now just as big of a part of the culture of the game to be like, oh, how do I look? Yeah. Because it's a third-person shooter. <laughs> to it's bully like, right. people it, who couldn't afford a skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, are you, how else are you going to like say you're cool if you're not playing as Marshmallow? Right. Yeah. Right. Look at this scrub default dancing. Well, that, the and then also, I, I do appreciate shit. that that became like kind of a weird meta game within Fortnite was that people that were really, really experienced would go put on the default skin right? to make, and then like kind of run around like idiots and, and fire. Make I'm a poor look, person. Yeah. Make people think that they had just started. And so that they, they have like streamers that were like, Oh, we're going to fuck with this guy. And then yeah. they'd start building around him and then it's like instantly kill the guy. <laughs> God. So what dumb. I'm saying is Fortnite is extremely nuanced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think loot boxes are going anywhere unless there's legal things yeah. that change because um, that's the only time it's happened. Other than Battlefront 2, maybe, where it was like they did that such a violent, oh, hateful community reaction. <laughs> well, people to, just weren't buying it, too, so there was nobody to exactly, sell yeah, loot boxes Sales were terrible. Too. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, it was awful. They did it in such a heinous, disgusting way <laughs> that, yeah, they were basically forced to make immense changes just to move copies of their game. Yeah. But even then it was already too late. And yeah. Well, it was uh, the same thing with Red Dead 2. Like, do you guys remember when the online came out and it was like, just like the, the leveling system? Like, so they had like, you know, your regular money and then you have like gold bars. Yeah. And like, it was just absolutely like ridiculous. Yeah. And it's insanely slow. Right. You, you have to do so much. Like passing a story mission in online gives you a fraction of a gold bar. It's right. like 0.13 of a gold bar. Yeah. So, I mean, it's insane to even think that you could progress naturally <laughs> to a point where you could buy shit with them. Yeah, uh, which is crazy because, like, GTA Five was amazing. Like, the online, it was like... I mean, yeah, it was slow, but, like, it... They don't give you a shitload of... They're constantly throwing money at right, you. Right, that exactly. That like, and, like, just hackers. for logging in, it's like, here's $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you logged in on a Wednesday. Yeah. Here's an apartment. And a Victrola. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. So last story of the uh, news roundup here. Uh, this I found in Tech Raptor. Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft implicated in Chinese forced labor camps. Basically, all oh. our consoles are being built by slave labor, a.k.a. Uyghurs, uh, which is an ethnic minority in China. They have uh, been using them in uh, a lot of the factories to in China to make a, a wide variety of consumer products. Uh, a, the companies named also Apple, Samsung, Dell, Sony, yep. BMW, like cars too apparently, or at least uh, parts that go into cars. It is a mess and, and really underscores how if you look close enough at any of these consumer products, you're not going to like what you found. Yeah. Yeah. As I sit here looking at my iPhone yeah. and disgust. Exactly. Yep. Well, everyone's always like shitting on Chinese knockoff things and shitty Chinese products. I'm like everything 
right. everything. Your premium Xbox is yeah. from is a Chinese China. knockoff. Yeah, so yeah, many yeah. supply chains run through it. Yeah. I mean, like there's and, and not to say that it's a good thing. No, 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 but like, yeah. <laughs> but like there's there. I hope to God there's like a come to Jesus moment soon where we all start to realize not even just in gaming, but like in f- literally every every aspect of American consumerism, where it's like, uh, yeah, there's a reason that your shit costs way less than it should. Yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, like it won't it won't change anything. No, that I know is known because I mean, look at Foxconn where forever they've known that their employees they have had to install nets because the employees keep killing themselves <laughs> yeah. jumping off the building it's everyone so still buys iphones i know <laughs> no well, one cares it's like i mean i have an iphone i have all this bullshit too it also cuts across like all politics too because even like quote yeah. unquote woke companies like apple take part in this when it comes to oh, economics yeah. they're uh extremely capitalistic even hollywood i mean hollywood exploits the shit out of people who work on movies yes yeah i mean do we have like a like a like can you, can you paint us a picture of kind of what what you're talking about here like are we talking about like straight up indentured servitude or is it more like a like a foxconn thing where it's like so there was a report you're, you're, from a an australian group that says eighty thousand uyghurs and other ethnic minorities were sent to work in factories across china between 2017 and 2019 uh, the figure is probably likely to be higher. Um, it sounds like they have been detaining Uyghurs for years now and sort of yeah. like re-education camps. It's really scary shit. Uh, and they I think protest, this is part they of used that. to protest constantly. Yeah. So that's so no, I mean, cause you're, that's, that's like within the last year, there's been a ton of news about, um, you know, that, that Uyghur population being, like you said, taken to re-education camps, um, where, where there's like nondescript work to be done. Yeah. They're um, heavily they're monitored like, in that part of the country too. I mean, like any sort of gathering, all the mosques are like, you know, have cameras in them. So it's like, they, they basically keep them in open air prisons, even the ones who aren't act being sort of actively detained. I think they have like yeah. re-education camps now that they're well, that, that's what to. it is. It's like you yeah. picture them being like, okay, part of your re-education quote unquote uh, is, is you have to spend X amount of days, you know, per week uh, working are your job. And you, we always think it's easy to picture being like, Oh, I'm just like pressing, you know, license plates or whatever, making Chinese little parts for whatever other thing. But it's like, no, like, they're manufacturing like high end consumer products. Yeah. Yeah. Apple. The <laughs> like, report says that, uh, there isn't, let's see, it says that the companies are implicated in, quote, directly or indirectly benefiting from the use of Uyghur workers outside of Xinjiang through potentially abusive labor transfer programs as recently as 2019. They got a quote from Apple uh, with a lovely corporate statement. Apple is dedicated to ensuring that everyone in our supply chain is treated with dignity and res- the dignity and respect <laughs> they deserve. We have not seen this report, but we work closely with all our suppliers to ensure our high standards are upheld. Sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I mean, look, we do this. We have the same practices in the U S yeah. with prison labor where they're paying right. 10 cents an hour. If to, that. It's just that there's like four products that are being made in the U S yeah, right Look now, up so convict leasing, uh, which occurred yeah. uh, back in the last century. Uh, that is some messed up stuff we used to do. Is it what it sounds like? Leasing convicts? Yeah. Oh, it was shit. basically cool. happened right after slavery. We just uh, sort of kept that uh, train running. Yeah, why? I mean, it's why insane. not? You know? Yeah, it's messed up. Um, That's great. I mean, to be honest, it's it's news, right? But at the same time, is it really news? Like, you, you kind of know that shit's happening. Like, at, with anything, you know, like these these computers we're staring at. This keyboard is probably made in one of those factories. You heard it know. here I first. Mean, it Amir's sucks. ambivalent to human rights. Right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? That's Amir's official policy. <laughs> what are you going yeah. to do? do? I mean, not game? Damn, that you sucks. You expect me to not play Final Fantasy VII? Oh, God, my seat just... Yep. All right. All right. Continue. That's all the news we've got. Let's go into the viewer questions, boys. This was a very popular right. segment. Uh, so I'm going to read uh, the first one. This was from Scott Robertson on Twitter. How did you all get into this line of work? Pretty easy. Yeah. Brian? Uh. Um, I sort of had a crazy... So I started in journalism. Um, I was a reporter and editor 
for various newspapers. And then from there, um, I started doing stand-up, uh, and I've been doing that for a while. And then I got asked to uh, do like a late night comedy show on TV here in Austin. It lasted nine months before we got canceled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, but through that, <laughs> still a good run. Yeah. Yeah. But through that, I met uh, Blaine and Barbara and some other people from rooster teeth. Like I came and interviewed them. Like they had done a little documentary and uh, did kind of a funny interview with them. And it just kind of, eventually they had a position open up on this channel, which used to be called the no and yeah that was about three and a half years ago our fans know it well yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know went back when it was good as our fans yeah right yes yeah (laughs) we're old guys who else anybody want to go next uh i just had a bunch of really crappy video jobs around la um and i worked at buzzfeed very briefly that sucked (laughs) uh Telling people which Disney princesses they are. Exactly, yeah. I love how and, BuzzFeed uh, is trying to act all legit now. It's like, y'all just used to do listicles and steal news stories. Oh, it's like yeah. a news source? You yeah, mean? yeah. Yeah, the funniest thing is when I was there, they tell you, like, what is viral? Because they basically, they're essentially just like a data aggregator that then uses that data to reverse engineer viral bullshit. <laughs> God. So it'd be like we found that breaking news goes viral. If we can, if we can get breaking news, that's great. What? What? <laughs> uh huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, but news in general isn't viral. Okay. Cool. So it's got to be breaking yeah. news. Yes. Which is like, oh, that's easy. We'll just get some breaking yeah. news. Yeah. Go out, but, go uh, out in the street and shoot someone. Then, breaking news. Patrick Brown just killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, go eventually, got things. hired at Machinima to do the social videos. Those were kind of the last things that got any traffic at the on that beautiful website. How long were you and, at Machinima uh, before it, it died? I think it was like maybe not even a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you weren't there for really all that long. Yeah, it was like coming up on a year, I we, say. we hired you when we had already moved into the other building, right? Yeah, yeah. so it was like just under a year probably. And then, uh, yeah, when Machinima... You know, machinima itself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> Must shit the bed. Uh, yeah, Performed came Mercury. over here. Well, so yeah, glad to have you. How you liking your first day? It's not bad. <laughs> it seems like, and this is maybe just my stereotype. It seems like everyone in LA knows how to edit video. Like, there's so I mean, many edits. So, yeah, Rufus. That uh, is and is not true. So part of that. Part of that is just the fact that to work in any kind of industry now that unless you're like a union film person who is working on sets every day, yeah, you basically have to know how to do everything if you want a job. Oh, okay. Right. I have n- I have never applied for a job that said like camera operator. It's must know how to use a camera, edit, write, uh, you know, every literally everything. It's like also sometimes be an extra, yeah, or something. It's like. You have to know how to do everything if you want a job. The the old the old days I think of like where you just are very specialized at one thing, you just won't get hired now. Yeah, I I imagine like so. three dudes in their fifties who are union and can just do whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. And those are those guys are working on transformers, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Gotta be a jack of all trades. Yeah, um, yeah, so I me, hi, hello. Um I got into this line of work kind of like by chance. Uh, I mean, I've been working, not working, but I've been I've been a content creator on YouTube for God, like maybe four years, almost five. Um, I typically do commentary videos, but I edit a shit ton. And I was working just a bunch of like boring ass office jobs. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to try to apply for something a little bit more in my field. Um, and I applied here and here I am. Hello. Dreams do come you true. at the San Diego Zoo. Fresh meat. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is calling me? And it was Zach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, Zach, I was freelance writing, doing some like games, light games journalism uh, in college. I was writing for AV Club and Ranker and uh, Geekadelphia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brazzers. <laughs> I did Brazzers hardcore gaming section. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then AV Club, that's pretty uh, good. That's impressive. Yeah, I got a, I got a few bylines with AV yeah. Club. Um, and then and then I uh, went to 
moved out to California, uh, kind of just on a whim, decided not to leave um, and really wanted to, I was just doing a lot of like weird odd job shit to kind of just, you know, sustain myself out here. And then got a, through just some old journalism and whatever weird connections that I just shoved my foot into the door uh, working at, at Edelman, which is a uh, PR oh, agency. Oh yeah, they're a big one, yeah. They're, he, they're he huge. Yeah, Dan, Dan's wife yeah. actually works there. Um, <laughs> See, he, uh, he made his way in, but smashing the window and crashing. I, I put crash. a put a mallet through he the glass door. Yeah. He said, Hire me. <laughs> if I don't get a job, everyone <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. Uh, yeah, but at, at Edelman, I was on the uh, I was I was doing their video game PR stuff. So Activision was our main client. So I myself and uh, another um, girl, uh, Cindy Tang, who's uh, Scott Lowe's wife, if y'all are familiar with him, they're all very wonderful people, but she was my boss there at Edelman and she, her and I ran the Guitar Hero Live social media. And so we launched Guitar Hero Live and then when Guitar Hero Live, um, we, we did like Call of home. Duty and Destiny and like a little bit of social support there. But then when, when Guitar Hero Live kind of was like clearly not going to happen, like it was, they, they gave it a good effort. Uh, I started seeking other employment, uh, got a gig with Machinima, was there for three years. Yeah, then we hired you know, hired Patrick, hired Connor. Uh, then Machinima died, and uh, we got scooped up into the RT sphere, and here here we swallowed. are. Yeah, that was really swallowed. our game. I feel like you you guys were all good pickups from that. Thank you. Yeah, we all we all I can I like speak think so. personally that like we all have put in a lot of really fucking hard work. Uh, to places that didn't necessarily like you wouldn't really see the fruits of that labor except for Connor. Oh, I thought you except were going to say slacks off. <laughs> I thought why. you were going to say we all put in a lot of hard work kissing Lawrence's ass so he would hire us. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, we met him the day he hired Holy us. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he oh, came wow. in with the old CEO of Rooster Teeth and they were like you're now hired and work for us. <laughs> in a in a conference room at the at the Warner Brothers uh, one of the Warner Brothers buildings in in Burbank. Yeah. Uh, it's like that was like the Aquaman room or something. It was like the day everyone else got laid off. Damn. Yeah, that was a really weird day where yeah. it was like here's uh here's like the the funeral march playing for ninety eight percent of the people in this building, but then like you twelve people like come over here and we're gonna yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna go show you off to your elsewhere. new job. Yeah. Did you guys have survivors <laughs> guilt at all? Uh, if we didn't before, we did once they started playing. What was the song they started playing? Changes. Changes on, on the last day. Oh, <laughs> ch ch it was literally on repeat. And then they handed everyone Machinima. I'm not kidding. They handed everyone Machinima branded dog tags that had the Machinima logo yeah. on one side. On the other side, it said, was it we? we Together we achieved greatness. Achieved, yeah. <laughs> not, like, not, he literally did tense. not do that. That is not what happened. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm it's imagining. The I'm imagining all this like a purple heart ceremony. Just like kind of. Sad yeah. and Heroes rise. If we had achieved uh, greatness, <laughs> the fucking company wouldn't be going out of business exactly. right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt bad because a lot of people lost their jobs, which fucking sucks. And also like the way they went about it was so bad where like everyone yeah. found out by accident through a leak. Oh, and like, yeah. Yeah, they did not. Ha they handled it because it was so corporate, right? That like everything was, you know, yeah. But uh, my favorite is they, when so they like, handled it terribly. My favorite is when the CEO or whoever the the dude who is getting paid, you know, six or seven figures, like starts crying or something. <laughs> that did not because happen. they feel so bad. I Russell was fine. Uh, I don't remember anyone crying. Yeah. One time yeah. when our show got canceled, the GM of the station came in and sort of. It was obviously very awkward. And then he goes, well, how about a group hug? <laughs> and no one took him no. up. On yeah. Like, you just I know fired you guys are us, all on, dude. <laughs> I know you guys are on severe emotional duress, but I'd like to take you all out for apps and drinks at Benegas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Your job security is the friends we made along the way. Yeah, exactly. I'll say, <laughs> though, <laughs> people ask me all the time, like, how do you get a job here? And Because I know, like, people... You know, in any sort of, I think, uh, uh, competitive, you know, entertainment-based environment, how do you get a job? My only advice is whatever job you're applying for, already be doing that. Like, so if you want to edit oh, yeah. or make videos or write, be doing that somewhere else. Even if it's on your own, your own YouTube channel, if you're just posting on, you know, wherever – just do that so you can already have something to show because no job wants to train you. They just want to plug you yeah. in and have you go like immediately. 
Also, yeah, I cannot yeah. stress the importance enough of like to, to like double down on what Brian's saying. Like the views you get on content does not fucking matter. Like if you are applying for a job and you're like, hey, I have I have this YouTube channel that I run off to the side and I make these videos that each get like 60 views. Like who cares? We're at, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The empl- your employer is still like yeah. if that's part of like your body of work that you're submitting, your employer is going to go look at that and see. And if they see a really impressive piece of content but with only 60 views, they're not going to go, oh, well, this sucks because it didn't perform. It's like, yeah. oh, no, like this is a small YouTuber, YouTube person. They're a small creator, and like I can hire them and use this untapped creative potential to, to make my yep. brand better. Yep. So. And I, I can actually – Not only can you hire them, but you can hire them cheap. <laughs> <Right>. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm, a, I'm a testament to that. Yep. You know, yeah. 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 We looked I, at I your literally... channel. I remember looking at your videos. Yeah. I can't tell you what the views were. Oh, yeah. yeah. You did pretty well. Right, uh, I mean, decent. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a big boy. I'm like almost. You're like, a nano influencer. Yeah, I was at like ten thousand when you guys hired me on. Yeah, but I mean, I, I thought it was cool that just like sending my the link to my YouTube channel like got yeah. me a fucking job. That here. is the that is honestly the best resume. Like, yeah, cold emails and like sterile like CVs and shit like that. Like it's whatever. But like if you're just like, hey, I have a cool Twitter account, and here's my YouTube channel and like here's here's a video i recommend you check out yeah, yeah. but also we're we're not hiring and won't be <laughs> hiring yeah, don't please send us fucking anything so don't, we've been getting incessant emails <laughs> but yeah the way i got my first journalism job it was at a newspaper i just brought clips of stories i had written for the college student newspaper that's all they cared about they didn't care about my gpa they didn't care about any of that oh, shit. No. just nope. what have you done oh cool these look fine when can you start yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get on to the next question. This is from Shane Limbaugh. Oh, yeah, first one. Do you guys think VR is the future of gaming? And why do you think that? Um, I will say Ooh. no. I think it's going to always be niche because of the hardware. I, I just think it's too much of a startup cost for most people. So at least not in the next 20 years. Yeah, I think it is I a say. future yeah. of gaming. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of VR like Boneworks. Oh man, that, that game blows my mind every time I hop into it. And it's definitely, it's definitely a good, uh, it's a good like landmark of where we're at in VR right now. But yeah, I don't think it's the future of gaming. I think it's like the future of that specific niche of game. Like, did, 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 does that make sense? Like, it's yeah. not. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not gonna throw away my my console and just stick with VR. I, I think, think it's awesome. I think maybe like a hundred years from now, it's the future <laughs> right. of gaming. But yeah, we're, we're, like, we're in the simulation we're near from yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like completely eventually. Yeah. It when will when be, VR but... takes over as the predominant form of gaming, it will look nothing like it does now. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Yeah. It'll exactly. basically be life. Like yeah. real life. Yeah, when they get <laughs> the, the VR ultimate VR living, down, that's when it'll take over. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Well, I think they have. I mean, they have that. I think so. <laughs> once like, I think feel some, <laughs> once I feel some cheeks getting clapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen that. <laughs> I think I've heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Half Life. Me personally, no, I haven't seen it. I think Half Life <laughs> Alex will be interesting though. That's like the first. It feels like maybe not a must-have game, but like pretty close to that for VR, at least if you're a Half-Life person. I think it'll be interesting to see if that spikes, you know, sales, spikes adoption. But again, that's just one game. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Half-Life fan and have been since the first one, but... You I don't can't. I can't drop a thousand dollars. Well, also like you to can't play one like, game. Yeah. It totally it, like it looks really impressive, but it's still like the, those gameplay demos that just came out are really really impressive, and they have a lot of character. Like the movement has there's really cheeky things you can do, but like it clearly still suffers from the same old shit that VR like that's the movement controls. It's like. It's here is this gameplay demo where everything looks incredible except actually getting around the map and it's right. like doing yeah. that thing where it nauseates yeah. you every yeah. time you like snap. Is it where forward. you have to point and you click. point and then you just yes. snap Sucks. there? Well Sucks. well Boneworks, uh I mean they have the thing where you actually it's like a D pad, like you walk. Which I prefer, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean it, I guess it's probably so disorienting. It is right? at first, yeah. but like once you get used to it, like it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, uh, you said earlier, a thousand bucks. I already know there's going to be somebody who's going to actually, they're going to push up their anime glasses and a, yep. a streak of light is going to go across. <laughs> um, I mean, technically, you probably get like a VR headset. I mean, how much is a, how much is a quest? 
I think it's like I think it's like half that. Oh, okay. Yeah, four hundred, five hundred. Yeah. Oh, okay. but it's not as yeah, good. So what What am I gonna play with subpar tech? Yeah, right. Yeah, Get no, the hell. I, I, I wanted to touch on that for anybody, you know. Because I've seen that before, people come in. They're like, "Actually, you can uh, you can get a Google Cardboard for five dollars on Amazon." Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're also when Patrick says a thousand dollars, he's very specifically referring to the the Valve Index, Valve index right. which is what Half Life Alex is to be played on. So, how, how much is the index? Thousand bucks. Thousand. thousand. Some of I think there's right. different models. I take it back. Yeah. Well, to get everything you need is a thousand bucks. Yeah, that's but there's a like, lot. It, <laughs> If you already have like a, a Vive or whatever, then you already have like the camera thing. So then yeah. it's a little bit cheaper, but yeah, it's a thousand bucks if you don't have It's anything. one of those things mm. also VR seems the best if you have a room that you can devote to VR specifically. Yes. And yeah. I, I mean, you I, need yeah. it. Basically. And I don't have, and by the time you get financially secure enough to have a room where you can devote to VR, you're probably going to be in a spot where you're not going to drop a thousand bucks because you're married and you have kids and you have all this other stuff <laughs> and you're not yeah. going to be able to yeah. have your VR porn room. Right. Damn, my kids would be starving because I'm definitely, <laughs> if I get a I K, them. if I get a K under my belt, definitely going to VR. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right, yeah. moving on from Ragnarok. What 2020 game do you think will make you mentally nut? Oh. Well, I don't know about mentally, but to <laughs> physically nutting will probably be Doom Eternal. Yeah. I'm going to say Elden Ring. I don't think that's Resident 2020. I think oh, that's that 21. I, I don't know, but I, I think that's 2021. I mean, wait, which game? I feel Elden like the Ring? same question Elden was asked. Oh. Maybe it was Dude Soup. Mm. I don't know. Sorry, Patrick can't keep all of his Rooster Teeth podcasts straight. Right. Yeah, it's He's tough. He's been on so many. No, we had a Q&A and it was like the exact same question, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Uh, for me, Resident Evil 3 Remake, I am oh, yeah. so goddamn ready for that. Yep. That's, I'm already nutting just talking about it. So is, I can't imagine uh, playing it. So Elden, is that Elden Ring? So Elden Ring is supposed to be this year, and isn't this the Breath of the Wild sequel? When? Jamie, pull that up. If the Breath of the Wild <laughs> sequel ends up happening Not this year. this year. I don't think they've said that. I, I don't think they have either, but if if that's the case, then that'll take the cake. But yeah, I think Elden Ring is is I'm so I I really didn't <laughs> I didn't not unpopular opinion here. I really didn't like Sekiro um, mm. all that much. I think it's a great game. I think it's a piece of art. It personally was not for me. Uh, but man, I hope Elden Ring is kind of like a another shot at at seeing something new and impressive from from from. Yeah. So Target has a release date for June 30th, but I don't know if that actually means anything. Like it seems really for Elden Ring. Is, oh, yeah, I feel like the that's last not day of right. The month? It, I know typically if it's the last day of a month, then it's a placeholder. Yeah. So that yeah. would make okay. sense. I know everybody. I, mean, I know everybody says this, but mine is Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know. It just I, seems. I keep like forgetting that that's even yeah. going. It, it, well, it's been delayed, and who knows if it's really yeah. going to release yeah. this? What is it? September now? I think is when they moved it to. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But also, don't forget we've got like massive heavy hitters like The Last of Us Two dropping. Yep. Yeah. The next right. few months, yeah. which also they announced uh, an HBO series. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's okay. So you guys are making The Walking Dead. Again, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's, kind of, kind of. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima release date June twenty sixth. So that's another one Ooh. coming out. Oh yeah, I'm excited for that. There's a lot, man. Uh, but still, for me, I mean, I'm I'm such a big fan of Resident Evil that the remake of three. That's like that's all I'm waiting for yeah, at this point. There. Yeah, like if if I could go into like a cry a Cairo sleep, cryo, yeah. cryo, yeah. a cryo sleep, and just wake up, that uh, that would. That'd be my dream. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Melissa with a Y. Oh my God. Get over yourself. Melissa with a Y. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> <asks>, Shots fired. <laughs> just kidding, Melissa. You guys mentioned loving to dunk on Stadia whenever news comes out. Content, which I appreciate because it's always hilarious. Thank you. I take back what I said. What are some of your favorite <laughs> topics to report on and some of your least favorite topics? Loot boxes. Least. Uh... Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Why? those. They're so easy to write because I've <laughs> got all this background material I can just cut and paste. It's fucking that's, great. Yeah, that's true. P personally speaking, for me, it's like um, really like corporate intricate shit, like the G2A type thing where it's not necessarily a very easily digestible thing to the passing audience member. That's your favorite? So No, no, no. That's my, that's my problem. So oh, real news. <laughs> so the real news. <laughs> yeah, the real news. Yeah, the real news. <laughs> but it, I mean, specifically just from the purpose of like inside gaming daily, it's not, um, Part, like it being be like be, I don't know. Sometimes it'll be like okay, I'm trying to make this joke here or something, but it's 
like it requires context that the yeah. audience might not have. You can't exactly you can't exactly make jokes about the fucking Dow Jones or yeah. whatever it's called. Oh yeah, man, I mean, Lawrence like wanted me to dig into G2A's finances and I did not <laughs> want to do it, so I kept like yeah. delaying, delaying like, yeah, I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. and finally he quit, so I didn't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. Actually, actually, that, that sounds game. like Brian, why don't we get that rolling again? <laughs> no, <laughs> not if, I, since I know you have all that research yeah. sitting around, none of y'all are well. qualified to demand that, that at the top thing. of the docket. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, like. Uh, I mean, I, I I never like the review roundups, but those are more out of necessity because there's just nothing happening. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like today. Those ones are exactly like today. Uh, <laughs> what today, else referring is to there? the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon story. There was something mm. else I was just thinking of that I totally cannot. Re- oh, basically, when it's like. Uh, kind of a sad like you know when we were reporting on like riot sexual harassment yeah, yeah it's like this is very important but we are a show that basically is you like you can't be funny it's when like you're yeah about there's it. news here but we're trying to entertain more yeah. than like equally tell news equally tell the news as we are trying to entertain people with being idiots right so when there's a story like that that is a extremely thin line to walk yeah but i mean i wasn't on that episode of the riot one but in general like even editing that stuff is that's the toughest thing yeah um, yeah you can't, you can't do too many visual gags and stuff like that which yeah. by the way i was on two coronavirus videos you're I, welcome i guess yeah i know like <laughs> sorry about it <laughs> um, yeah those are as far as the, like, the most fun for me are the ones where we're just having a good time and like kind of riffing yes. and the subject yep. matter to me doesn't really factor into it that much. But yeah, when, when everybody's hosting and having a good time and the editing is good and just like the final product really like clicks to, to me, that's the most fun. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very good feeling, especially like at the end of the day, getting to just watch. Well, if you haven't worked on the daily, if you haven't edited the daily, I should say, it is a very nice feeling to just watch it and be like, oh, this person killed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever's editing it or, you know. And also yeah. if it gets yeah, you, good views, because there's no worse feeling though yeah, when, that's when nice. it feels like you did a good video and just nobody watched it. And not one person. That's all the weekend stuff basically, right? Yeah. <laughs> good. good. Uh, to your point though, like the, the stuff that really ties into like real world events, but is not like over overtly morose, you know, stuff like um, the, the Sonic redesign. Stuff like I, I had a lot of fun during that one because it was just like here's yeah. this topic that actually is, goes beyond just like gaming and like yeah. niche stuff. But and it's, you could edit in pictures of Sonic without shoes. Yeah, every opportunity to edit in feet or Rule Thirty Four. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's always pregnant helpful. fucking yeah. tails. That's pregnant stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> Same. What, what else we got? Yeah. All right, let's do one more. I don't want. I don't want to end that conversation on cool on pregnant Sonic. Um, okay, this one comes from Christopher Miller with Final Fantasy VII. Oh, this is coming full circle. With Final Fantasy VII Uh-oh. coming out real soon, the rave reviews, the demo is getting, what's a childhood game you don't want to see remade or even hesitant to play again because you're worried it could never live up to expectations? Mm. Blasto. I feel like those two mm. things are completely at odds with each other. Yeah, that's two separate questions. Yeah, because, the, I mean... The theory, the the best case scenario for a remake is that it maintains the same thing but makes it good again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And takes away all the weird wonky controls and graphics. And all the stuff that makes it dated. Exactly, yeah. So I feel like those are kind of two separate things. But um I feel like maybe a better a better way to like think about that question is what's a th- what's like a thing that you beloved uh from your youth that you you just like you you wouldn't want that memory to be changed of it like i uh, like when uh, crash bandicoot remastered came out mm-hmm. that was that was really really cool but like some of the roughness around the edges I, is kind of like what i missed like i realized that like having this really polished product was not part, necessarily part of my my memory my fond memories of those games right. despite yeah. the fact that those games were like technical marvels at the time yeah. but, but but still like i you know growing up past that i always think of like the blocky like polygonal crash you know and then you see his face being all like highly rendered with like the weird and animalistic <laughs> and Kenny Valley stuff and I was right. like eh, I don't need to see the pleats in his jeans shorts yeah. you know yeah that, that's kind of how I feel about like the the Spyro 
uh, trilogy. Yeah, same. Yeah, totally. It was like, because I, I loved all three Spyro games as a kid. And like, I mean, they still pretty much hold up. Like, you know, you can still unless play you're them. like, unless you're flying through rings, they hold up. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, uh, from an, an aesthetic standpoint, I will say I like that they. They like every gem, every enemy is placed exactly where it was in the mm-hmm. original. Like they mm-hmm. did not move anything, but it lost that like really like the new ones have this weird like realistic fog over it. It's hard to explain, but it, just, it doesn't look as like bright and colorful like you're looking at it. Yeah, like a coloring book. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still enjoyed it, but. But that's also one of those games that that nails that sense of I, unless I'm totally misremembering it, you can switch back to the old graphics like on the fly. Am I thinking? Can of you? The, I know you can do that in in Halo. And Halo is one of them that you can but, do that. Mm-hmm. I swear, I thought you could do that with Sonic, but could... maybe not. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. But like to your point of like the gyms are in the exact same place. It's the yeah. exact same sound design from from like the sound of picking up that gym. Mm-hmm. It's just been cleaned up for like modern audio. Like that right. that type of thing is like wh- where it doesn't feel like it's the original thing is not being disrespected. It's like this labor of love to just like pull this thing that you loved back into like a modern lens. The same thing with uh, the Wind Waker HD. Like they really didn't change anything about that game other than just like hey, now it looks a little prettier on TVs that don't yeah. have red, yellow, white yeah. bugs. <laughs> Actually, I'm super down for video game remakes. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think it's great. They yeah, do I good. Think they're amazing. yeah, I think it's a nice way to kind of remember games for people who played them and to introduce like new fans to them. Final Fantasy VII, yeah. I think, is potentially a really good example for that. Um, mm, for yeah. me, for me to answer that question, um, a game I can think of, uh, like, MMOs that I used to play back in the day, like Final Fantasy XI, I put a ton mm-hmm. of time into them. No way would I want to go back to that now. Just from like, you can't you can't replicate, number one, like the people you played with, and then also like just the time yeah. commitment is insane. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think for, uh, like for me, like a more official answer, I mean, and you know, it kind of ties into the Resident Evil remakes, Definitely but, official. Uh, Let's get this on the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like the they used to have this game called Resident Evil Outbreak. Um, mm. It was it was an online game in the vein of classic Resident Evil. I used to play the fuck out of it. It had no voice chat. You couldn't talk to anybody. You had like these like pre uh, like these little like voice commands. That's how you would talk to people. It was on the PS2. So it was like mm-hmm. early days of online. And like with this new Resident Evil Resistance they're coming out with, it's nothing like that. But a lot of people are asking for a remake of Outbreak. I don't want it. I do not want it. I think the way it was is perfect. If they okay. could just port it to newer, newer consoles, that's great. But Honestly, don't touch it. The ideal scenario for me and for a lot of games is they just give you like a game, on, yeah. like an old game, N64 or whatever, on Switch or something. Right. And it's the exact same. I don't even care about the graphics. Just let me let play me, it let on me this thing. Give yeah. it like updated control scheme. If I can get, just get like an updated control scheme, that's good yeah I'm like happy. what they did with uh turok and it's amazing yeah, yeah. it's great yeah, yeah. it's yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah they literally just cleaned it up I, I think it's like the pc port right uh yeah yeah i've yeah. played it and it's fantastic it's so good yeah. it's great yeah. it's amazing i wish they would do that with all the, the n64 library yeah. personally at least the the main hard hitters yeah i've been replaying super Mario metroid on the switch and it's still fun it still seems good and the the ability yeah. to make like save points and stuff is great yeah. Oh yeah. Also, uh, please never touch Jumping Flash. I feel like that that game updated would just be complete garbage and totally <laughs> miss the point. I, I don't think they're going to. Yeah. I think you're safe. <laughs> I'm worried. I think you're safe. Don't touch Jumping Flash. <laughs> I think you're safe. Oh wait, Zach. I just got a tweet. They're remaking Jumping Flash. <laughs> All right. And on that note, let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Tell a friend, uh, give us a good review on whatever platform you're listening to. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you back here next week. Maybe next week. Suck my dick! <laughs> what y'all really want? What y'all really want?